Hello and welcome to Weird Parents, the podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name is Coop. I'm joined by my lovely ill wife, <laughs> Sammy, also known on Instagram as Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. Sorry, I was just waiting for them to respond. Oh, to I us. see. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sammy, Sammy is still uh, laden with pleurisy. Yeah, I'm not sure if it is anymore. Some kind of muscular <laughs> I think it's progressed to some weird on. muscular thing going on now. Yeah, so if Sammy's a bit breathless today or yeah. a little bit, you know, in pain. <laughs> yeah, if you hear the strain in my voice, it's discomfort, but I'm going to, we're going to do this. It's all yeah, good. you're bossing it. I'm bossing it. Yeah, boss babe. Boss babe. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> today we are talking about weird and disturbing kids books. Patu. Patu. Which is... It was our most popular episode, part one was, which is cool. Oh, I'm, was it? Yeah, it was. That's good. Or is at the moment. Is, yeah. So, yeah, so really excited to talk about more because we, honestly, we had so many to get yeah. through. We just didn't have the time. There's a lot. So we're kind of just piggybacking on that a little bit. Mm. Um, and then we've also got a guest spot as well that will be breaking up across I, two episodes. I feel like we need like like horns, like boop, 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 Yeah. We're not a sound effect podcast. We no. don't have any producers or anything like that to back us up just little old you innit yeah and Winnie and Winnie in the background chomping on peanut butter yeah (laughs) (laughs) so spooky season is now over boo Halloween is done and what else? We Christmas couldn't... is coming. <laughs> Christmas is on its way. <laughs> don't talk about Christmas yet. It's fucking November. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. It's only like a month away. Oh, makes me feel sick. I know. Yeah, um, but Halloween was great, wasn't it? Oh, we had, we had a, few, a great time. A few parties to go to. Um, little update. Uh, Sammy didn't choose my costume in the end. B ended up choosing it when you went to the costume shop, didn't she? Yes, it was between basically like a cat kit <laughs> or Sean the Sheep yeah and you wanted to make it a bit more risque I did but you didn't buy me the extra bits like the fishnets and the, the no, hot pants no I wanted you to see if you'd fit in any of my stuff but you wouldn't have fit in any of it I guess no I couldn't have worn your hot pants I wanted to make it more risque <laughs> but alas. we left it to the last minute like you could have had like a what Rocky Horror picture show I wasn't show gonna be paying cat. I was I wasn't going to be paying 50 quid for like a posh outfit. Oh, you let the listeners down. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I could have been Sean the Sheep. You could have, you were very close. Well, when I say you could have been Sean the Sheep, it was just a paper mask and B was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, no. If you had like a woolen jumper, that yeah. would have been great. It wasn't like, it didn't have like a budget name, like Eric the Sheep <laughs> or something. Simon the Sheep. No, yeah. it didn't. It was a trademark, Sean the Sheep. Ah, official. Official, Sean Official license. Yeah. Cool. So, since last time we spoke about weird and disturbing books, uh, we talked a little bit in that episode about scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah, we did. Didn't we? And we found the movie. We did. That came out a few years ago to watch. Yeah, yeah. You were terrified. I was (laughs) terrified. Terrified. You know the bit that I was... Well, I mean, I was pretty... Pretty verbal throughout all of it, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. Pretty much every other scene, it was a bit like, what the fuck's going on? It was that, that blobby person. What was it? It's like the person that just absorbs the kid. 
Yeah. Oh. Bad. Kept got, popping up every five minutes. I've got a video of Sammy reacting. Oh, I forgot that you took <laughs> Of course there's a video of me reacting. Yeah, this is a while ago. No, she's really close now. Oh no. Oh no. No? Oh, oh she's gonna swallow my giant marshmallow. Oh, oh, oh. Oh no! Oh, oh come on. Oh, oh she's clamping the hog. Oh, it's got scary there. Oh. Oh, she's hugging Oh, she's hugging her. I feel like she's... <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> she just... She just absorbed him! <laughs> Throughout all those videos, you're just holding your little Gunther oh, yeah. plushy toy, aren't it's, you? It's pre... <laughs> Pre Winnie as well because he's got all his horns. Yeah, they haven't been ripped off by the dog. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the film was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it was on Netflix when we watched it, wasn't it? So I think definitely so. recommend everyone go check that out at some point. Yeah, definitely. On the last episode as well, we talked about books that we liked as kids that were yeah. potentially weird or disturbing. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a brainwave about one of them, which. I used to love as a kid. I read this cover to cover countless times. Completely forgot about it until recently. Right. Um, but it's called The Usborne's Guide to the Supernatural. Ooh, that sounds right on my street. How come I've never it, heard of it? It's it's out of print now, and I think copies are worth like 60 quid or something like that. Mm. I looked on eBay to get one, but don't have that kind of money yet unless anyone wants to sponsor our podcast or... Little, Give us some ad money or something. shameless plug there. Yeah, yeah like if uh, Russell Hobbs or something, or John Lewis wants to... <laughs> you really to... do keep trying for Russell Hobbs, don't we you? We need some new appliances. <laughs> We're desperate need of a new kettle, guys. <laughs> but Usborne's Guide to the Supernatural, um, published in the 70s, and it was just like a little short paperback book which went through like vampires, werewolves, ghosts, spirits. Oh, that would have been right on my street. And the illustrations are just absolutely oh. awesome. Oh, and, do you know what? I recognise this, though. Yeah. It was on our bookshelf for years, oh. and when my mum moved house, we got rid of it. I remember actually getting rid of it. Oh, no. Why did you get rid of it? It would have been worth some money, probably. Just, just didn't think about it at the time. Because there was a massive oh, bookcase of books. that's crazy. And, yeah. like Spoopy. The illustrations were awesome. Like, there's stuff about... Uh, wolf children and werewolves oh. and stuff like that and it was really gory as well so it like didn't pull any punches it was like proper scary really i used to read that i was probably about nine or ten years oh, old my word. yeah so cool i'll oh. put some photos up on the on the instagram oh yeah. But yeah it's like all about how to kill a vampire how to detect what is a vampire. that thing that is an african elephant spirit well it's terrifying that is yeah, yeah. oh yeah so out of print now, unfortunately, but it was an awesome book. I wonder book. how many kids were. They should definitely nightmares. reprint it. <laughs> it really? probably caused lots of nightmares. To yeah, be fair, it's probably why they didn't reprint it. And the only other books that I can think of that are a bit weird as a kid that I read hmm. are um, Thomas the Tank Engine books. Oh, they are weird. We've got a few of them. Yeah, we've got all my brother's old ones from like the eighties or whatever it is. Terrifying. Where 
It's just like mean spirited, isn't it? Yeah. Like the all the trains bully each other. Thomas is a little asshole. Like yeah. original Thomas, they're he's a very, bit of a little arse. They're all like competitive and oh, yeah. really horrible to each other. Uh-huh. And I remember there's one. I can't remember what exact book it is. We got it upstairs. But one of the trains doesn't want to go anymore, so they just brick him up in a tunnel and leave him in there. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> you don't want to go anymore? Fine. Yeah. You can rot. <laughs> they're really horrible to him. That's horrific. Poor little lad. Oh. Yeah. Thomas Tank Engine, do not recommend. No. It's not like the Thomas and Friends on Channel 5. the absolute banger of a theme tune. Yeah, where they're all singing and dancing and flying. You, you love that so much. Especially Let's that key go. change. Let's dream. Let's dream. Yeah, Come we, along <laughs> with me. We went through that in uh, the Weird and Disturbing TV shows yeah. uh, episode. Which, Thomas is just weird and disturbing, we've decided. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. But he's not as they don't bully each other in that one, do they? They're no. nice to each other. So what's first on our little agenda for today then? Cool. So we've got Yeah. These are some of them are some that I found before and then some new ones that I found as well. Okay. But the first one I'm gonna talk about is called Don't Make Me Go Back, Mummy by Doris Samford. That sounds horrific. Yeah. It was Don't published. Don't make me go back. Yeah. Back where? To the daycare centre in this one. Oh. Yeah. I don't like that. So it's a, yeah, it's published in 1990, um, and it's a book about satanic ritual abuse. And this is a kid's book? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This book has been like the butt of a lot of jokes because of how outrageous it is. A bit like the fire safety book that we spoke about yeah. in episode two, where... You know, you've got sparklers chasing people and stuff like that. This is the same. The but... legendary sparkler with the gammy legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Arms and legs chasing. Arms. Don't want my flame boy, that guy. <laughs> but that this... on a t-shirt. <laughs> but this one is kind of like, it came out around the satanic panic era. Yeah. And this book is warning parents and children about satanic daycare centres. Oh, I want to go. Essentially. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Talking That's why a lot of people have read this to their kids and they've said, this if, sounds great. If nursery isn't like this, I'm taking it out and I'm finding one that is. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not much plot to it, basically, but essentially the kids keep going to daycare. Yeah. And as they're coming back, they keep saying weird, uh, weird things to the parents and the parents are getting all... What, like, like hell Satan? No, like, it's more like the juice at daycare is really strange. Because they give them wine and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, like, these are what the... sounds like an awesome daycare. These are what the uh, illustrations look like. But it's just really funny because it's... Oh, my gosh, it's like... Oh, for goodness sake. It's so out of touch. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, So... It's very pagan-y looking, like, the daycare. Yeah. And it's basically that they're doing, like, spells and stuff and... Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, I'll just read this bit where it says, Doctor, she has terrible nightmares. She won't eat some foods and she becomes upset when I ask her about certain clothes. Something is wrong. She even bit the dog last week. Look at her now, pretending to be dead. I think something bad has happened to her at that daycare centre. And the child's just laying on the floor. What? (laughs) What? This is madness, I tell you. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. It doesn't. It's not really connected up, but yeah, they talk about there's magic juice at nursery that they drink, and there's all these like weird little rituals and songs that they do. Oh my goodness me! So that's a funny one if you want to have a look for that on uh, Amazon as a used copy because I think it sells out 
every time there's just a new the order of it, yeah, because people love it so much because it's so funny. Oh. <laughs> but that was such a massive thing, wasn't it, in the early 90s Satanic and panic. 80s? Yeah, about, you know, there were people like playing Judas Priest records backwards and stuff mm-hmm. and Led Zeppelin backwards to look for satanic messages yeah. and people bringing it up in court when there were murders happening. Well, that was it. There's one case that I listened to um, a little while ago and they, the, it was an old an oldie town in America and literally they um, one of their pieces of evidence was the fact that this guy had a Metallica t-shirt. Oh, my God. Therefore, he must worship Satan. But the thing is, is that even people part of the Church of Satan, they don't actually worship Satan. No. It's just anti-Christian. It's exactly. Isn't it? That's the main exactly. thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Church of is it Church of Satan or something or the Satanists? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just anti-Christian. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we'll go to hell. So, what do you rate that book? Oh, minus ten. The illustrations oh, look similar the, to that fire safety yeah, book, they don't do. they? Yeah, they do, yeah. they do. I reckon there's just one guy that's it's like an ancient guy that's like, I'll draw it for you. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. Minus ten. I'll save the children <laughs> from hell. The next one is, I don't even know how to say this name, but I think it's Latawinya, the naughty horse, learns Aww. to say no to drugs. Good horse. <laughs> this was published around a similar time, 1991. Question, why a horse? That's a good question. It's, it's a bit of an absurd one. Okay. Um, it's the youngest horse in the family. And while out playing with her sisters, Latoya and Daisy, they come across four other mares. Connie, Crystal, Jackie and Angie. They ask Latawinya if she wants to engage in smoking games. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crystal was short for Crystal Mare. <laughs> yeah, the names aren't important. Don't oh, okay. worry about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and drinking games. Ooh, gateway. Essentially, she like kind of says no to all that kind of stuff. Well um, and when they go home, the dad tells a story about how his friend died from smoking games. But they're all horses. They're all horses. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to show you what they look like, but... Essentially, I don't know why they're all horses. <laughs> to appeal to a younger generation, I'm guessing. But yeah, it's really strange. It's all black and white illustrations. Oh, they're like proper horses. <laughs> yeah, they're literally horses. <laughs> and Hang the on. horses are drinking. The horses are just picking up the whole bottles and just doubt, like, lifting their heads back, smoking s- fat doobies. Yeah, smoking some darts. <laughs> Again. What? What? what it's just the strangest thing um and this is another one which people make fun of quite a lot and they buy copies of it uh yeah here's another illustration of all the horses (laughs) smoking i'm guessing doing some kind of smoking game i just i don't understand why they're horses (laughs) what smoking game do you reckon they're playing well they've all got their own doobie so they're not passing it around (laughs) are they not passing the doobie to the left hand side no they're not playing Budweiser or Bing no. Bong or whatever the Ping, smoking games are. Bing Bong? You never Bing played smoking? Bong. Don't tarnish Bing Bong from uh, Inside Out. <laughs> it's not really a game, to be fair. It's just Bing Who's Bong. Who's your friend that likes to smoke Bing Bong? <laughs> Bing. Rips you a bong and, and takes, takes a, a toke. Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ow. Good. Ow. Oh. Ow. oh, here we go. The pain. The pain from laughing. You want that as your ringtone, don't you? <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, the dad gives him an intense lecture about his friend that died from an overdose. Oh gosh, or smoking. Didn't didn't die from like being ridden to death on a race course or <laughs> turned into, into glue. glue. Yeah, <laughs> sold sold as fake sausages in the horse meat scandal. No, he got hold of some crack. Oh lord. <laughs> What'd you rate that one? I rate that one like eight out of ten because it's funny. <laughs> I'd love to get a copy of that one. Imagine it. It's all black and white. So it looks really like don't... poor. It does. Bad it's drawings. just like a bad idea. You know that the people wrote were like, this is my idea for a kid's book. And someone was like, ah, make them horses. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, print, send it. <laughs> can make it into a series that way. Different animal each time. There was a sequel, I believe. Yeah. And what was it? Uh, there was a sequel <laughs> 20 years later in 2010. <laughs> it was entitled Latawinia, The Naughty Horse 2. Okay. Uh, there's that not much it. There's not much more information about it. But I'm guessing it was probably similar. That she goes and says no to more stuff. She says no to smoking games. I think she's not naughty, really, is she? Because she says no. Yeah, I don't know why she's naughty. No, well, she even considers it. it. Yeah. Associates with I think them she does, smoking horses. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of, like... You know, no, like she's, you know, thinking about it. Oh, you naughty until horse. Until she talks to her dad and gets that really intense naughty lecture. Naughty horse. You naughty horse. <laughs> so eight out of ten for that one. Eight out of ten because it's funny. That's great. So those are all from the 90s. This next one is from 1865. Oh, throwing it right back. Going right back to the very beginning. <laughs> okay, you little creep. <laughs> um, it's called Death and Burial. Of poor cock robin. Uh, oh. <laughs> so this is based on a. It's like an old English nursery rhyme yeah. called "Cock Robin." Never heard it. Um, and this one, this version is by H. L. Stevens, um, and essentially just illustrated the, the the nursery rhyme. Okay. But the illustrations in it are, I don't know, they're really cool. They're like hyper realistic, but they're. Animals almost as humans, like oh, humanoids. Oh, I know people that would freak out at that. So, like, yeah, a lot of people this would like trigger, trigger or activate them because <laughs> it's so strange. Um, but yeah, here's here's what the book looks like. 1865, yeah. so it's proper old. And um, essentially, it's the nursery rhyme is just about a little robin that's died, um, oh. and all the animals in the book are talking about what they're going to do for his funeral. Okay, it freaks me out that they've got like human arms and legs, but yeah. owl heads. Poor cock so, robin. Yeah, it's like, uh, for example, one of them goes, oh, I'll ring the bell at the funeral. And one's like, I'll bring the pool and put okay. the sheet over him. Oh. Oh, no. No. But just, like, they're no. so cool, aren't they? The illustrations. No, they're terrifying. What are you talking about? Can I just say that fly has got some model styly legs? <laughs> There's a fish. Oh, uh, why has the fish got hands and legs? Yeah. And a wig on? Yeah. Ooh, beetle, beetle in a dress. Yeah. And then there's a little owl. Fat owl. And then also at the end, so there's poor little cock robin. He's been killed in some way. And at the end of the nursery rhyme, they found out it was the, actually, it was the sparrow that killed him. <gasps> so they hang the sparrow. Oh, whoa. Okay. Um, yeah, whilst, whilst the cruel oh. cock sparrow, the cause of their grief was hung on a gibbet next day like a thief. Poor sparrow. And then, is that the little... Well, no, the sparrow's the killer. Oh, okay, not The cock robin's the dead and one. And is that, is that the cock robin? Yeah. The last page is just cock robin dead. Question. What's a cock robin? 
I think it's just a type of robin. Is it just like robin redbreast? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. sad. Sad. But he he's not humanoid. No, he is just a he, robin. <laughs> he is but robin, and the rest of them have got like legs, wearing wigs, got their own little towns, people going on. What does that say about society, Sammy? I don't know. Go on, you're the English <laughs> lit student. You tell me. What does it say? That we kill. That we are all robins. mere cock robins. <laughs> yeah, robins are in decline because of naughty humanoid animals. Okay. You've been you've been smoking some. Some shit. <laughs> smoking some of those smoking games. With them horses. <laughs> yeah. What do you rate that one? Nah. The animations are pretty cool, but I just it's a bit creepy for me. Five. Five. Yeah. That's alright. Not middle, too high. middle of the road. Middle of the road. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Cool. So again, throwing it back, not as far this time, but throwing it back. This is like another kind of kids classic um, but from from the 19th century as well okay um but this is a german story and it's called max and moritz um and it is originally written by uh wilhelm busch okay um and yeah it's a german thing Mm -hmm. that has been like republished a couple of times i think there's english versions of it as well is it like a german fairy tale or it's not a fairy tale um but it's like a it's a book about two little pranksters okay. basically. This is a 1930s edition of it. It's in okay. German, but there's translations underneath. Uh huh. Um, and essentially, what happens is the two little boys do seven pranks to all the people in their town, right? Because they're little shits, basically. <laughs> so the first thing they do like is like those teenagers that you bloody ate. Oh yeah, if I could get hold of them. Them teenagers. First thing they do is they kill a load of chickens. Oh. Okay, um, makers of serial killers already. Yeah, yeah. and then. What happens is the woman whose chickens they kill, she's like, oh, I better make a bad, you know, situation out of this and cooks all the chickens. They then steal the chickens to eat them. They also lure a tailor to a bridge, which they've sawn in half, and he falls into the river. These these are not pranks. These are just being dicks. (laughs) They put some gunpowder in some guy's uh, pipe. That's dangerous. Which fucking nukes his house. Okay. I feel like they're on a rampage. Yeah. They put some cock, what are they called? Cock chafers, which are like massive cockroaches. They put some cock. <laughs> Weren't cocks getting thrown around a lot it today, is. isn't it? You just paused after you said cock. I was like... I was trying to work out what the word said. Cock where? So cock chafers, guys. They're like cockroaches. They're like cockroaches. Okay, big ass bugs. But they they look like they fly. They look horrible. Ooh. Put a load of those in May some bugs. guys. Oh, and Uncle Fritz's bed. Oh, Uncle That's, Fritz. Uh, what happened to Uncle Fritz? Um, they climb into the baker's pies that he's making and then eat their way out of the pies when he bakes them. Uh, would they not die? Well, miraculously, they survive okay. that. But the next part, they don't survive. Oh. So this is where it's a bit grim. Okay. Basically, they cut a load of holes in some grain sacks. Yeah. And the farmer catches them and then takes them to the mill <gasps> and then gets them ground up into feed for the geese. Uh, for the geeses. Whoa, that took a morbid ass turn. And the geese eat them. Oh. And Max and Moritz are no more. Well, see, don't be pranking little buggers, otherwise we'll feed you to the geese. The last, the last line on this translation is, and nobody in the village was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was more than happy for them to be fed to the geese because they were little buggers. So yeah, that's that's like a silly little yeah. kid's tale, but Don't. there's like a grim 
yeah. ending to it. It's like a bit like the boy that cried wolf getting eaten by a wolf in the end. Yeah, don't do seven pranks because will... once you get to that eighth one, that's it. People will have had enough of your shit and they will turn you into goose shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. I like what, that one. What do you rate that? Oh, I'd give that an eight. Good. A yeah. strong eight. That's good. Good strong eight. That's good. A curvaceous eight. <laughs> Is that from Drag Race or something? No. <laughs> Is that from Drag Race or something? Oh. So, yeah, that's the original version by Wilhelm Busch. There was also a Russian author who who got hold of some of these Wilhelm Busch tales because right. a lot of his stories were about, like, pranksters, two, yeah. like, sisters or two brothers that were, like, pranksters. Okay. And, yeah, this Russian writer called Daniil Kalms, he was a bit of, like, a absurdist writer who used to take children's tales and mm-hmm. like rewrite his own versions of them okay and when i say absurd they were just like really odd i bet kids love them in russia unfortunately there's not many english translations of his stuff mm-hmm. i tried looking for a version of uh max and moritz um and the other one which was it's called like plish and plum or something plish plish and plum <laughs> Tried to look for a copy, but they're like a grand. Oh my word! Okay, I don't think there's been any English translations, but people say the illustrations in those books are really like vivid. Um, but unfortunately, he was yeah he wrote the um, his versions in like Soviet Russia, and right. I don't think many copies survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also got a really sad tale I'll talk about, but um, he was a great kids writer from what I've seen um, in the way that the. His stories just like completely didn't make sense. They're just really, just really like strange. Really peculiar. Yeah, I couldn't find any of the Max and Moritz stuff, uh-huh. but I've got some stuff here from his. Okay. Uh, one's called "A Northern Fable," written in 1931. Oh, okay. An old man, for no particular reason, went off into the forest. Then he returned and said, "Old woman, hey, old woman." Oi. And the old woman <laughs> dropped dead. Ever since then. All rabbits are white in winter. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. And that's the story. Like a fable, but makes no sense. Yeah. They're like absurdist. They're almost like fairy tales. So basically because some old dude killed an old woman, we now have white bunnies. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not... I'm going <laughs> to... I don't get it. <laughs> There's another one here. Um... John Axe in Hand went out for some hunting. Did his he have po- an axe in hand? <laughs> Is that why he's called Axe in Hand? Well, you'll find out. Okay. His poodle went along, jumping over a fence. John, like a log, has dropped into a mire, and the poodle sunk down in the stream. Oh. Um, and there's another one uh, from something called the Blue Notebook, number 10. Okay. Um, these are all kids' ones, I haven't said. But there once was a red-haired man who had no eyes and no ears. Mm. He also had no hair, so he was called red-haired only in a manner of speaking. (laughs) He wasn't able to talk because he didn't have a mouth. He had no nose either. He didn't even have any arms or legs. He also didn't have a stomach, and he didn't have a back, and he didn't have a spine, and he also didn't have any other insides. He didn't have anything. So it's hard to understand whom we're talking about. So just a head. So we better not talk about him anymore. Just a head. <laughs> Tis but a face. It's actually, it's not a face. Tis but a head. It just didn't have anything. It's just a skull. It's just a guy with red hair. But he's got, got red hair because he ain't got no hair. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But I like that one. 
Yeah. It's my sort of weird. It makes absolutely Oh, he did loads. And I'd love to get hold of some translations. But yeah, they're really hard to get hold of the English ones because it's such a a rare find. It's the sort of thing that, you know, kids would read and it's that sort of like, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. We get that. That makes sense. Oh, B would love that kind of stuff, wouldn't she? Adults are like, what? They're like, nah, but you don't understand, man. It's deep. Makes sense. So if, if, uh, yeah, Russell Hobbs or John Lewis or whatever want to sponsor us so I can buy a copy... Of that, uh, you know, 1,000-pound book. You're going to learn... Was it Russian? Yeah. You're going to learn Russian to read it? Yeah. Oh, please do. But yeah, so he... Daniel Calms, he had a really unfortunate ending, unfortunately. Oh. Because in Soviet Russia, they used to censor quite a lot of the art. Yeah. And his stuff was deemed, like, unpatriotic, oh, basically. So he was... Uh, he went into exile for a little bit in the 1930s. Um, and unfortunately, he was arrested after that. After his... He had, like, a long exile... And then he was arrested in 1941 and died in prison. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Well, all because they didn't like his artwork. Yeah, because the Soviets used to control yeah. kind of the, the culture. Uh, yeah, and if something wasn't patriotic enough or it wasn't deemed like fitting within their like loose mm. guidelines, they just used to jail people that's really and execute sad. them. That's really sad. Yeah. So in part one, we talked about Maurice Sendak, yeah. who was the guy that wrote... Um, outside over there, which inspired mm-hmm. Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. Kind of did him a little bit of a disservice, I guess, in the last episode. We didn't talk about his like body of work and how he was also an illustrator. This is a lot, isn't there? Yeah. And he, yeah, he's basically got quite a few he, he famous il- books. He illustrated Where the Wild Things Are, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. He illustrates his yeah, books, yeah. yeah, and wrote them. Yeah. He's got another strange one for us today. Oh, okay. Um, so he had, like, after Outside Over There in the 80s, he had like a long break where he didn't write any more books. Right. But he did come back in the year 2000 with something called Bumble Ardy. Oh, it's 3000. <laughs> 2000. There's <laughs> 3000 in the song. Yeah. Sorry. But it was the year but 2000. It's the year 2000. Not the year 3000. You, well, you, could add, you could still add it in the song. Yeah. yeah. Not much has changed, but everyone watches The Matrix and. Has Nokia 3310s. Yeah, and we thought the world was going to end because of an internet superbug, but it never did. <laughs> Carry on. So yeah, it's called Bumble Ardy. Aww, which I recognise that. Originally, it was a Sesame Street segment. Ah, okay. Which he wrote. So Marie Sendak wrote that little segment with Jim, Jim Henson. Which makes sense, because Jim Henson obviously <clears> did, took the idea in the labyrinth and did the labyrinth. Yeah, but... He then expanded that. Like, the little story on Sesame Street was obviously quite childish and cute. Yeah. Oh, did gonna make it dark? He expanded it a little bit for his book. Okay. Where it's, it is dark at the end of the day. A bit like Outside Over There, where it's just, like, odd. Mm. And, like, it's not necessarily scary. Peculiar. But it's just strange mm. um, and weird. So the story is about a mischievous pig who reaches the age of nine. But unfortunately, he's never had a birthday. Because his parents were slaughtered. Oh, that's horribly brutal. Which is sad. But he lives with his aunt, who loves him. Oh, good. Um, and I'm glad. When she goes out, he decides to throw a birthday party for himself. Oh, piggy. So he, he invites all his piggy friends round, but they have a massive, like... Pepper's there, they're all there, the whole team. <laughs> Pepper, George, Daddy Pig, <laughs> they all turn up. Yeah, Madame Gazelle's got the got the baggy in. Got the baggy in. <laughs> Too many drug references in this episode. Yeah. My word. Yeah. Anyway, they have a massive like masquerade ball. Mm-hmm. They drink a load of brine. It says. Yeah. Um, which they all get drunk on. So they have like okay. a 
fucking orgy in there. Whoa. There's not an actual orgy. I was going to say. They have like a, you know, salacious party. This is for children. Yeah. And it gets out of hand and the house gets wrecked. His aunt's house is getting completely trashed like it's a frat party kegger kind of situation (laughs) going on. (laughs) Like it's a frat party kegger. So the aunt comes back and chases all the piggies out with a cleaver. The aunt pig? Yeah. Oh, that's that's brutal, that is. Chases them all out, and then Bumbawadi cowers in a corner and says, don't worry, I won't ever have a birthday again. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. And it got slated a little bit, because although his stuff's peculiar, people say kids really like it. But this one was a bit like. too far, potentially. Too far. It wasn't as well rated or reviewed. No. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit... And the illustrations, I haven't actually shown those to you yet. Are they scary? They're not scary. They're just... They're Dark. not They're not like the other ones, mm. if you know what I mean. Oh, they're a little my bit word. more like out of shape, all the characters. This all looks very familiar to me. It looks like Animal Farm, doesn't it? Yeah. A little bit, like those illustrations. That's very sad. Yeah, they're like, yeah, like caricatures almost, aren't they? Oh, Maurice Bud, what are you doing? Poor Bumblardy. <laughs> oh, celebrate your birthday, piggy. Yeah. I don't like that one. <clears throat> What'd you rate that one? Oh, three. It makes me sad. <laughs> three. <laughs> um, there's a really good article that I found <clears throat> while researching that particular one in The Atlantic by Joe Fazler. And basically, he's just kind of celebrating Sendak, saying he was a bit of like a modern day Brothers Grimm in a way like he used to mm-hmm. kind of write that. things that are a bit gruesome yeah. a bit grotesque and a bit strange that appealed to children's morbid curiosity exactly yeah. yeah and well he's got a really good quote here where he says he proceeds from the assumption that childhood is necessarily disorientating frightening and strange anyway so children kind of seek out his books because they challenge experiences that they have as yeah. children yeah. Um, and makes them kind of feel safer Oh, um, I like in a way, that. yeah, I know I see that, and I like that. And that Bombawadi will challenge parents for the same reason that it thrills children. Briefly, it permits the dream of misbehaviour without reproach or consequences. Ultimately, though, and like in the wild things and Bombawadi, um, this offers children a safe way to explore of the fantasy of parentlessness. Yeah, yeah, wow. I think it's quite a natural thing actually, because that's very realistic, isn't it? That you know, when you do go out into the world. You know, have your wits about you because it's a bit spooky, a bit yeah. scary. There might be some pigs might be some trying pigs. to get you to do smoking games. Horses. <laughs> and drink brine. Pigs make you drink pigs make you drink brine. They don't they don't be giving you smokes. So three out of ten on that one. Three out of ten on that one. Okay. So the last one I'm gonna talk about today will we will have a part three. Mm. Which will come out next week. Part three. The last one I'm going to talk about ties in nicely with our guest. Oh, And that, that is Goosebumps, Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, the classic. This is... The is, classic. It's rated as one of the scariest Goosebumps yeah. books. Yeah. I know, I've never read it. I only ever saw the TV show of this one. There wasn't an episode of this one because it was so scary. I... Sorry? The dummy was in subsequent episodes. Yes. But the original book, I think it's the third Goosebumps book... They didn't make no. a TV. Are you serious? Yeah, because it's so scary. I mean, I always remember the TV episodes with the dummy in. Yeah, Slappy. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, this yeah. is Slappy's origin story. Oh, does Slappy make Chucky look like a no? Like so, a I mean, ba- baby born. 
<laughs> Chucky literally tries to kill people with a I really, knife. I, I've never seen Charles play. I really want to see Charles play. You're really not missing much. But I feel like it's classic. I feel like I need to see it. Can we try and watch Charles play, please? Yeah. I am shocked, though, and it's blown my mind, that that is not... Like, the one, the dummy, like, episodes that I saw on telly and not the book. Like, I just yeah. always assumed that they were the same. So the... Well, I'll talk about the plot summary in a minute, but the first book, Night of the Living Dummy, is about a different dummy Okay. that comes to life. So it's called Mr. Wood. It's not Slappy yet. Right. So it's, it's not that, like, dummy that you see, like, the that you know if you think of Goosebumps, you see that dummy. Yeah, that's Slappy, but yeah. there's another one. Slappy. Mr. Wood. <laughs> Mr. Wood. That yeah. sounds like a very bad name for someone's <laughs> penis. <laughs> A lot, lot of cock and wood in this one, isn't There is there? a lot of cock and wood. <laughs> anyway. Cock, wood and drugs. It's not going well, guys. So, Night of the Living Dummy, written in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cover. So, one thing we didn't talk oh. about in the last episode is how Goosebumps has just the best artwork. It does. I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's so popular. Because that looks a bit like Slappy. Yeah. I mean, this is before the TV show, so I don't know whether they just based Slappy on... Maybe. Mr. Wood. Maybe. He looks very similar. Yeah. I so, think go they... on, what's, why was it too scary to make it into a telly programme? Well, I'll read you the summary, shall I? Mm. So, Night of the Living Dummy. Basically, there's two sisters that are walking through a neighbourhood. Yeah. They come across a house that's under construction. Okay. So, they rifle through this dumpster that they found, and they find Slappy. Rude. So... Rude. <laughs> rude. It's rude. Don't be going for. Don't be dumpster diving. <laughs> so they find Slappy, the ventriloquist doll, in uh-huh. the bin, uh-huh. and one of the sisters is like, "Okay, I'll have that one." Yeah. Yeah. So because she's a keen ventriloquist, so she's like, "Great, I've got a doll now." So they. Fi- so this is Slappy, not Mr. Wood. This is Slappy. Okay. They find Slappy. So they fight a little bit over the doll. Yeah. Because um, the other sister wants a doll as well. Right. So the dad goes to a pawn shop and buys. Another doll who she calls Mr. Wood. Right, okay. So um, the other sister is playing with Mr. Wood. She takes him to school and stuff like that. <laughs> Fucking hell, Sammy. The painkillers are really kicking in, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> don't take Mr. Wood to school. That's inappropriate. Yeah, don't get Mr. Wood out of school. No, don't. And show your teacher. No, she won't want to see it. But essentially she takes the doll to school. It starts hurling insults at people. Okay. And she's like, I swear it's not me. Yeah, of course. Isn't there an episode of Buffy with a ventriloquist doll? Yes, there is. One of the <laughs> is original Is it the same episodes. thing happens? Uh, no, no, no. You, it actually, it's got... Buffy has a brilliant twist where actually the doll is somebody that has been cursed into a doll and is hunting demons. It's actually a demon hunter. She thinks it's trying to kill her the whole time, but she's it's actually a demon hunter. Holy shit. Yeah. Essentially what happens is the sister is playing a prank on the other sister. Right. Um, and pretending that the doll's alive. Mm-hmm. And, like, she rearranges it so it looks like it's been eating food in the night and stuff like that. Um, but then they find a little card in Mr. Wood's pocket, mm-hmm. which has got, like, a little bit of a... I think it's Latin or something, or it's got a strange incantation on it. Mm-hmm. She reads the incantation. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. The doll comes to life. And then, obviously, the parents don't believe the kids. Yeah. They're trying to, like, stop this doll from wreaking havoc. Uh-huh. Um, it tries to strangle their dog. Whoa! Yeah. Um, so they run out. Sorry, it's reminding me of that episode at the Treehouse of Horrors when the crusty doll 
Yeah, it's, it's a bit it's like that. trying to drown Homer in the dog <laughs> in the dog bowl. <laughs> that is a great episode. Um, so yeah, and what basically what happens at the end is they run out into the construction site. It gets crushed by a steamroller. Oh. Yay! After a massive fight, they have like a proper fight with this dummy. All right. Um, and then a little green spirit comes out of the doll and goes into Slappy. Ah. So when they get home, Slappy like says something to them. He says, uh, he's been waiting for them and he's glad that the other dummy's gone. Oh, that's terrifying. So that's why they didn't make it into a... Because obviously it would have involved choking a dog. Yeah, I mean... Dolls are creepy. Oh, they aren't are. They? Dolls are creepy. There's two creepy ones in this. <laughs> and yeah, it tries to strangle the dog. They have to, like, they fight the doll. Like, it's just chaos, basically. The parents don't believe anything that's going on. And Slappy comes back for multiple, multiple, like, yeah. appearances. Yeah. And yeah, there's like another two, I think, after that, which were made into TV episodes. I need to read some more Goosebumps books, clearly. Yeah. Well, that that's a nice segue into our guest spot, actually. Ooh. Look at that. What, what do you rate Night of the Living Dummy first? Oh, that's a good one. That's a 9 yeah. out of 10. That's, that's a, a, that's a good 10. one. That's a spoopy boy. On the spoopy scale. On the spoopy scale. Spoopalicious, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> also need that on a t-shirt. Spoopalicious. Spoopalicious. Cool. So, we've got a little bit of a guest segment for you guys today. Um, our guest is at showgirl 68 who's a Twitch streamer, um, and she's a really good friend of the pod as well. Um, she's like one of our favourite people in mm. the world, isn't she? Yeah, she's brilliant. <laughs> um, she also owns uh, one of the best T-shirts I've ever seen in my life, which is like a big black and white print of Tom DeLonge's face <laughs> in like his his like emo era when he has like the How lip How did ring. I not know this? Oh, I just saw it on a Zoom call once. I yeah. also like to say that she owns the best pillow I've ever seen, which has her cat on it. <laughs> and I think it's really cute. Nice. Yeah, it's got cat on it. It's super cute. So yeah, Showgirl68, also known as Shirley, um, she reads Goosebumps on Twitch every mm-hmm. now and again, um, and she also does gaming and stuff like that. You can follow her on Twitter, on Twitch. She's just generally cool. Yeah. She's also Canadian. Uh, she's from New Brunswick, which is kind of like the east of Canada. You also might recognise Shirley's story from Our Kids Are Creepy episode, mm. where she told about the Girl Guides camp, where... Yes. Uh, yeah, the counsellor told her a really disturbing story about a dog um, being murdered. And scarred her for life. Yeah, which is just horrendous. And has since then scarred me for life now. That story's really not a nice one. No, not cool. And without further ado, let's get on with the guest spot. We're joined today by Showgirl68, also known as Shirley, her actual name. <laughs> Hi, Shirley. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, yes, we're good. good. We're, we're slowly getting over the our illness. illnesses, yeah. aren't we? Which I think on the main episode might still be there. Like, Oh, I think it probably coughing. will be. I think I'm yeah. going to be sounding this sexy for a fair amount of time. Yeah, yeah. 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 But we're getting it's a good, over it. It's a good sound, though. Like, I... Uh, I miss when I used to smoke cigarettes because I had a really good Like voice. a nice rasp, raspy yeah. tone to your voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might pick it up again. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're a pro-cigarette <laughs> podcast, but we're not a pro-smoking. Are we? We're not a pro-smoking <laughs> podcast, just pro-cigs. Oh, we know. That's, yeah. that's the first I've heard of that. That's our stance. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Cigs are great. <laughs> 
They're really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're joined by Shirley today, who she's not necessarily a parent, but she is parent to the most majestic cat you'll ever see in your life. <gasps> oh, what sort of cat? <laughs> a big one. Uh, he's he's a thick boy. Um, yeah, I think the vet said, or yeah, my vet said they think he has Maine Coon. I was in about him. to say, has he got Maine Coon in him if he's like a big yeah. lad? Yeah, so he's big, long hair, fluffy boy. He's on the couch with me right now. Oh. Has he got the, the ear tufts? No, but he has paw tufts. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's probably got Maine Coon in him somewhere then, hasn't he? Bless him. Yeah. Oh, he just ran away. He knows I'm talking oh, about him. He heard. Oh, yeah. He could sense. Ears are burning. He, could sense, he burning. could sense the veterinary side of me and he's like, yeah, bye. <laughs> How old is he? He is turning six on Halloween. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. That's a great birthday to have. That is. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have a cat born on Halloween. On your stream, Shirley, uh, you mentioned that he had like a sensei, your cat. <gasps> He was like, he had like yeah. a wise sensei. What what was the story there? A very wise sage cat. A house I lived in, my friend Adam rented an apartment and he had a a big, also Maine Coon mix named mm. Aslan. Oh, brilliant name. Yeah. So <laughs> Aslan was an outside cat. He was old, like ancient. And he kind of showed Waz how to hunt and Aww. how to be outside safe so he spends most of his time outside oh that's so he's sweet just, he's a good boy <laughs> oh, like a little bro cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a there was a, like an instagram video that you put up i think it was like last winter where he's like strolling through the snow looking like wow. the most majestic beast you've ever seen what, what color is he he's white with like brown and black oh. patches and the patches are kind of stripy yeah oh he sounds gorgeous yeah. and he has like a little mask oh. around his eyes can we get He's another beautiful. cat let's get another cat i don't luna would not hack no, another she cat especially a kitten she's still not talking to us about the dog so no no she just yeah that would be a rough upstairs. transition yeah yeah she wouldn't i don't think i think she'd leave i think she'd pack up a little bag and she'd be gone she is not an outside cat, though, is she? No, she's not. She's not majestic. She's in- the opposite. <laughs> she's so... I've never heard such a heavy-footed cat in my life. <laughs> you can hear her anywhere in the house, like, jumping on a surface, can't yeah. you? Yeah, she's so heavy-footed. She- my cat is such a little... Like, he's so delicate. Like, he has never knocked anything over. He just, like, floats. Oh, that's the dream. As he jumps onto things, he's... See, Annie's a big lad. Like, he's obviously got the skills where Luna's just a blob with a tiny head. And she literally is. And, like, in the night, she knocks... How many times a week do you think she knocks your alarm clock off? Oh, every day. Every night. And it's such a loud bang as well. And then she goes, oh, my God, crap, and, like, legs it off the bed. And then all you hear is bang, 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 because she can't go anywhere gracefully. (laughs) nightmare i don't hear him walking around but he's very talkative is he quite vocal he talks yeah whenever i come home from work he's like telling me about his whole day (laughs) he's got a lot to say he's very wise a lot of knowledge to impart he's wise i love that yeah he likes to uh come up to the mic when i'm streaming too and (laughs) and uh let us know what he thinks about everything oh bless him you (laughs) So Shirley, you're our second international guest. 
Um, and the last one we had on was at Polysci Alex, mm-hmm. also known as Alex, mm-hmm. his actual name. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and we asked him kind of off the cuff, like, have you got any facts about the UK? Oh, and yeah. He just purely said to me, oh, your food's bland. And he, had, and he had never tried a banger, a.k.a. a sausage. Yeah. He, well, no, he didn't know what a banger was. He didn't know what bangers and mash was. Yeah. So yeah. to, like, Had he that. heard the sausage story from the fairy tale episode, I wonder? No, oh, not no, yet. I don't think no. he had. <laughs> not yet. Oh, dear. But yeah, is there any like things that you think about the UK or like that you, you know, that you've heard about the UK that you think might be true or anything like that? Uh, the only thing, like my, my only introduction to UK culture at all is the show Geordie Shore. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, I don't know if everyone parties like they do at Geordie Shore. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, do, I think that's just the Brits in general, to be honest. I don't think we're all as, I'm trying to think of the best term to use, loose <laughs> Yeah, as uh, the Geordie Shore lot. Yeah, but, I think if you're a Geordie, you've got to kind of be really honest and oh, really yeah. like open. Brutal, like yeah. brutal. They're like, yeah, the only part of the UK probably that will that push aside the typical British, like, reservedness. Is that yeah. well, it's not a word, is it? But, like, yeah, keeping things the southern, proper. The southernness. Yeah. The yeah. southernness, because, like, as southerners, for example, in the UK, you know, if we get have to get stuck in a queue, we'll all be, like, raging, we'll all be pissed about it, but ain't nobody going to say a word because we're <laughs> British and we don't, we just don't. Just but glad. Is a queue, a, a queue is a line? It's a line, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if we get stuck in, in a line, then... Yeah, everyone will be annoyed about it. But but put a pint in your hand. Oh, suddenly. we're all Larry as. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like li- lifetimes of like holding stuff in just come out. <laughs> the, the only like facts about Canada that I've got for you um, is that I know that it's bigger than the US and you guys have got like one tenth of the population. Yeah. I think that's like the only thing I know about Canada. That and maple syrup. Yeah. I really love maple syrup. <laughs> I have some really good maple syrup right now that I've been putting in my coffee. Oh, co- like, I've never thought to do that. Oh, yeah. It's good. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. We need to get some maple syrup. We get, we get like, we do get maple syrup over here, but we also get golden syrup, oh. don't we? Which is, like, much cheaper. It's hideous. But it's so bad. I don't know who buys it. <laughs> you literally just use is it. Is it, like, corn syrup? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah. is similar to corn syrup, actually. It's just mainly used in baking. Yeah. But, oh, it's just, it's too sweet. Horrendous. It ain't no maple syrup. <laughs> so we're very quickly going to talk through three of B's books mm-hmm. that we've got to show you, Shirley. But, um, okay. They're like proper British ones that you might not have heard of. Um, yeah. But we thought they were quite weird and strange to kind of kick us off. The first one being a, a book called um, The Tiger That Came to Tea. Have you ever heard this one before? Doesn't sound familiar. The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Sorry, The Tiger Who mm. Came to Tea. Mm-hmm. Proper grammar. Yeah. Using there. I mean, honestly, there's not much plot in it. There's a tiger who literally turns up to this little girl's house. Yeah. Eats all her food, drinks all the drink, eats the dinner. Drinks all the water in their, like, water tank. Yeah drinks all the beer, ransacks their house so it's literally just like a mess, and then leaves. That's literally the story. And then the dad comes home and goes, oh, no dinner, let's go to a cafe. And everyone's like, what a great idea. And And they buy a massive tin of tiger food at the end. 
in case he ever comes again, but he doesn't. He never does. And that's the end. <laughs> the tiger drinks their beer? Yeah. Yeah. Drinks everything. I don't think I've ever read be- about beer in a kid's book before. Yeah, it literally drinks, it's, he drinks and eats everything in the house. Yeah, all the milk, all the orange juice, all the water all the from beer. the bathtub. Yeah. And, uh, and just leaves, leaves. And I always add a little bit in to say that he did a poo and a wee on the floor. Yeah, you do, all the time. And she <laughs> loves that bit. But, like, it's, it was written in the 60s, and we were always like, what do you reckon this is, like, a, a metaphor for? Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe it's about communism. But I looked had to make it, it dark, didn't you? It <laughs> couldn't looked... just be a tiger visiting a child. No, it had no. to be about communism. But I, lo- I looked it up, and the, the author was actually, she was a little girl during um, Nazi Germany mm. and stuff. And they, they say that it's kind of like a, um, a metaphor for fascism. Oh, that's that the interesting. tiger comes in, just like ransacks, ransacks their life, and then leaves. Yeah, that is them. interesting. Yeah, it's a really, oh. it's a really, a really popular book over here. So much so that they've made it into a TV, into a film, haven't they? Yeah, a yeah. little, little film for the for TV. Came out, came out Christmas, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's an, it's a, it's not even relately. It's not even like anything to do with Christmas, is it? But yeah. I think a fascist uh, tiger is scarier than a communist. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. He's got a really yeah. like mischievous face. Oh, he has. He's got. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's got a bit of a bit of a grin on him, hasn't he? So, what's the tie-in? Sorry about how they buy him food. They buy tiger food in the end. Yeah. So because because the tiger ransacked the house. Basically, he comes to tea uninvited, doesn't he? And they invite him in, and he just eats and drinks everything. And then at the end. They say that they went to a cafe with their dad for their dinner because they had no food. And then the following day, so I'll read it, it says, In the morning, Sophie and her mummy went shopping and they bought lots of more things to eat. And they also bought a very big tin of tiger food in case the tiger should ever come to tea again. But he never did. And then that's the end. (laughs) And he never did. And he never did. (laughs) Wonder what happened to all that tiger food. Well, that's just it. What a waste of money. Yeah, right. There is a cat in the book, so maybe the cat had it. I don't know. I also want to know what supermarket sells tiger food. (laughs) (laughs) And and the only other one that we were going to talk about today is, you probably haven't heard of this one either, but this is like a more recent one, (laughs) and it's called Calm Down Boris. And it, believe it or not, isn't actually about Boris Johnson, although it should be. It's a little orange monster that is also a puppet. In the book, so like you can put your hand in the book. You can put your hand through the book to make, make his it mouth talk. move. Oh, I had a Winnie the Pooh book like that. Yeah, but this yeah. one is about a monster um, that basically just gets carried away with giving kisses. Yeah, and Bee's actually scared of it now. She's scared of him now. <laughs> I've done it too You've many. You've done times. it so many times that she's just terrified of Boris. But it's like this monster just wants to kiss everyone and hug everyone. Yeah, and everyone's like, calm down, Boris, go away. Yeah. And then at the end, he saves the day by scaring away a big scary dog. He does. But it's like um, on each page, they can do things like grooming his hair and stroking him. Checking and it for bugs. Checking it for bugs. <laughs> but that's a really strange one that B likes. It is. Is it teaching kids like about consent? Like with the kissing? And the kids not wanting to be kissed? Yeah, potentially, actually. I yeah, I think like there that, is. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of it is like, calm down, Boris. Keep mm. your distance, Boris. Yeah. But then at the end, everyone loves him. Every, so. Yeah, because he saves all the other monsters from a big scary dog. So maybe it's like, 
hear the sex pests out. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... Uh, that, does, that does seem to be the read. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think there's many dark there's undertones also, in this one. It's there's also weird. that weird monster that looks like a hairy poo. Oh, there is, yeah. There's a monster in it that literally looks like a turd. He does. He looks like a turd of eyes. Yeah, it's pretty gross. There he is. He's got three eyes. He's got three eyes, gangly little legs and long arms, but he looks like a furry poo. <laughs> no, I we never I never heard heard that story before. Uh, but I might add it to my reading list. Definitely. It's worth it just to just to have the <laughs> have a stroke of the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've already mentioned this before, but Shirley does goosebumps on her stream on I Twitch. Love that. That's amazing. And I don't how many books have you done now? Like have you gotten through more than two yet? I I've done five. Wow. Wow. I think. Yeah. And they're actually the first five, the only five Goosebumps books I've ever read. Oh, okay. Because I was terrified of them as a kid. Yeah, they are terrifying. They're very scary. Yeah, we. I didn't read them. I just watched the TV show. Yeah. I think because they, like, Harry Potter was big for us, wasn't it? Oh, that massive, was like our massive. age range. And, like, that took up your whole year, didn't it? Because they much. were so bloody long. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was... I must be a little bit older than you guys. I don't think Harry Potter or maybe just none of the kids in my school cared about Harry Potter. Like I never read them as a kid. Um, but these were everywhere. Oh. Goosebumps books. Like yeah. were Goosebumps books not big then there at all. Um, so I think they were, yeah, like they, they weren't were huge, massive. but they were, they were, I wouldn't say they were massive, but they were popular. Yeah. Like if like, cause books at like in British schools, it was always like, you had to like have a book that you were reading with you when yeah. you were a kid, didn't you? Like yeah. you had to sign it off. So we had like teacher. our little diaries that we used to carry around at school and you'd have a book of the week, wouldn't you? That you'd yeah. fill in and it would be signed by a teacher to say this person is reading this week. But, like, everyone would have Goosebumps or Harry Potter, I think. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Yeah. We had a teacher, I think I was in grade five, who used to read them out loud to the class. Oh, my gosh. And I was so scared. And I would. I just remember sitting there and, like, trying to escape yeah. in my head. Just being like, think of happy thoughts, think of happy thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a pretty scared kid. I think, well, I told you the story that you told on the on the pod of course a of weeks oh ago. yeah the guide story yeah everyone needs to go back and listen to uh kids are creepy episode to yeah. learn that story because it's it's harrowing harrowing it is. it's like a it's like a campfire story but like jacked up by yeah. an adult isn't yeah. it yeah it's awful and i i realized listening to you tell it that i had misspoken i wasn't in girl guides i was in brownies oh wow oh, right so, even <laughs> so i was even younger yeah Jesus. yeah Oh, that is... And oh. Coop, when Coop, you told the story about your brother's prank, that uh, brought to memory two pranks my brother pulled on me that I think was also part of why I was such a scared kid. Could I tell them really yeah, quick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Go for it. We love it. So I used to... I used to get up in the middle of the night all the time to go to the bathroom, like, once a night, like, clockwork. Right. And my older brother once decided to hide under my bed. <gasps> Until I woke up. Oh, that's And so when nice. I stepped off my bed, he grabbed me by the ankle. Oh, that's cruel. And I was like five. No! <laughs> Jesus. 
And then another time, um, my mom ran a daycare out of our home and there was a baby there. So we had a baby monitor around. So my brother took the speaker of the baby monitor and hit it under my bed. Oh. And then on the other end was making in the middle of the night, like scary monster sounds. That's cruel. That's so cruel. Yeah, I deserved it though. That's beyond. I was kind of shitty. (laughs) I was a little shitty. I remember he had like lyrics to uh, like Green Day songs written handwritten out and posted on his wall in his bedroom and i used to go and like like cross out all the swear words and like i told on him all the time oh (laughs) there we go yeah hoisted by your own petard that's just it (laughs) yeah so i i probably deserved it but it definitely like ruined my life yeah that's terrifying (laughs) i'd be like in therapy after that i probably should be (laughs) But oh. but no, I'm working it out now as a 35 year old woman <laughs> reading Goosebumps books with my friends yeah. on the internet. That's perfect. <laughs> that is that's the perfect that therapy right there. Perfect, absolutely perfect way to round that off. Oh, me and my brother are good now though. Like I'm going to his house to watch a scary movie tomorrow with him and his wife and dog. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Um, and thanks to Coop, as per usual, for doing all the research. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Anytime. We've got more weird and disturbing books for you next week. Yeah. Um, along with the rest of Shirley's guest spot, where we do a little bit of a, a reading from one of her favourite books as a kid. And it was really fun to do, actually. It reminded me of being back in like English at school and everyone (laughs) taking it in turns to read two lines yeah it's great I enjoyed it so we release an episode every Friday you can follow us on Instagram yeah and we're thinking of um, putting together a little Facebook page as well but let us guys know what you think some people like Facebook some people don't so yeah definitely hit us with your with your thoughts your suggestions because book of the face is a bit lame but if that's where you guys hang out fuck it yeah Anyway, we love you. Make sure to follow us on your favourite... <laughs> love you! <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow us on your favourite uh, streaming service so you get an alert every time we release an episode. Yeah. But yeah, tune in next week where we've got part three of Weird Books coming your way. Yeah, we'll see you then, guys. Love you. Bye! Bye. Love you! <laughs> <laughs>